ESG is rising up the corporate agenda. ESG at the level of corporate essentially reflects companies' attempts to integrate environmental and social issues into the way they do business, into their business model and into their strategy. Well, the era of just making money and not bothering with all the damage you cause around you is over. Treasurers are looking more closely than ever at ESG. Every day they're finding new ways to link sustainability with their financial operations. Welcome to this podcast by Treasury Today and BMY Mellon Investment Management. In this series of three podcasts, we're going to explore what responsible investing means for treasurers and how the market is evolving. We'll look at how treasurers can achieve their goals and build a responsible investment policy and learn how investment managers are integrating ESG into money market funds. Kicking off the series, today's episode will focus on the terminology treasurers need to understand when they're talking about responsible investment. Do you know your PRI from your TCFD? If not, then I hope today's guest can be of help. This is a, an area which is which is going into the mainstream, and arguably it's already mainstream. And so this is something that nobody can afford to ignore. I'm going to be talking to Joshua Kendall, Head of Responsible Investment Research and Stewardship at Insight, part of BMY Mellon Investment Management. Together we'll look at the different forces driving change in this area and the role of the UN Principles for Responsible Investment. Hi Rebecca, how are you? Very well, thanks. Hi Joshua, nice to speak to you. Nice to speak to you. Given that the terminology around responsible investing isn't always used consistently or fully understood, could you talk us through some of the terms that treasurers should be aware of? That's a great question to start. And the reason I think it's a a good question is because this industry is confusing to many investors and issuers alike. Um, There is an alphabet soup of different terms and acronyms in this industry. And as a result for new entrants, it can be confusing as to what they all mean. And the reason it's further confusing is that there's different interpretations on what each of these acronyms stand for. If we turn to perhaps the most popular acronym in use today, which is ESG, you can see why potentially this is a problematic term. Now, ESG, environment, social and governance is a de facto replacement for the term responsible investment, even though in practice, it means very different things to different investors. So ESG, when an investor is talking about it, it's essentially saying these are factors integrated into our investment decision-making processes. Whereas for other investors, the use of those terms could actually mean that actually they are used as reasons for screening on ethical grounds, companies from portfolios. Therefore, whilst this industry um, has seen significant growth, also faces a number of challenges. Another important acronym to be aware of is, is the PRI or UNPRI. This is an industry network and group which is promoting responsible investment. And the PRI is the sort of flagship global body promoting ESG integration as well as responsible investment practices. Another which I think would be of interest is TCFD, the Task Force for Climate Financial Related Disclosure. 
The reason this is of particular interest is that this is a set of principles focusing on climate disclosure, but they apply equally to investors, to asset owners, insurance companies, and companies. And TCFD is raising awareness that everyone has a responsibility to manage climate risks. We're all in this together, and we all have a responsibility to manage climate risks. Then there is SFDR. SFDR, Sustainable Financial Disclosure Regulations, this is the first global set of regulations covering responsible investment themes and also sustainability for corporates. And it's quite comprehensive in the sense that everyone is under the purview of these rules and will mean a difference for how we operate in the future in terms of our communication with clients and the risks that we're expected to evaluate. And the last, I think, is important to discuss is impact. Now, impact is, again, an area which is very poorly defined, but it's becoming increasingly another yardstick for investors and our clients. Now, we define impact as achieving environmental and social outcomes. But it can also mean reducing your negative impact for externalities. And with more investors looking to achieve impact, that has implications for asset allocation, for investing in certain companies, as well as moving portfolios in ways which can reduce the negative impacts um, of some egregious activities. Um, so this is an area which is becoming more relevant for a number of our clients than a traditional ESG approach. And that's because an ESG approach is going to be focusing much more on risk, whereas impact, of course, is looking for tangible outcomes. What does responsible investing mean in practice for treasurers? I think it has two significant implications. I think the first is to understand what it means for investors and then to cover off what it means for a traditional treasury department. We turn our attention to what responsible investment means to investors. It essentially means that there's a more emphasis than ever before on a company's sustainability performance, isolating those companies that are potentially laggards in the management of sustainability-related risks. And the reason this is increasingly important is there's more of a recognition that poor management of ESG issues can lead to credit risks and the inability to borrow um, at a competitive rate. And that could be from investors as well as banks. It is also increasingly important for investors because they have their own reputations to manage. Our clients are expecting us to consider ESG issues and avoid companies which might have reputation impacts for them. Nobody wants to be named and shamed today. The reputations we build up over time need to be protected. And there's always a challenge to that reputation if you have exposure to an issuer that doesn't do the so-called right thing. A key influence on our activities is the use of so-called ESG ratings. Now, these are ESG ratings that could be produced internally or externally. At Insight Investment, we produce our own ESG ratings, but 
best practice is different in different jurisdictions. And uh, what you will find is that in the UK and in Europe, many large investment managers will have their own ESG ratings to appraise corporate behavior. So with all these ESG ratings, it means that we have a responsibility to isolate those companies which have the weaker performance on sustainability issues and aimed to potentially engage with them to improve behavior or tilt portfolios in favor of companies which have stronger ESG performance. So what does this mean for a treasury department? It does mean, of course, that companies are held more accountable for sustainability issues than ever before. If there is an issue and it's particularly egregious, it can have a bearing on credit quality and the cost of capital, therefore. It's therefore of increased importance for the Treasury team to be thinking about sustainability performance. And perhaps this is an area which is new to some Treasury departments. It means getting more involved across the organization to engage more directly with sustainability teams to hold them accountable for their actions and ensure that the treasury team has more visibility on what's being done and what is not. Also to understand where those ESG ratings may be flagging up companies for poor performance. I also think it's increasingly relevant for treasury departments to be thinking about linking sustainability to financial operations. You started to see this with the introduction of green bonds and it's clearly an area for growth for many companies. And you've seen that from large and small issuers alike, where they are looking to introduce sustainability targets linked to the raising of debt and loans. It's therefore a practical consideration for Treasury departments to be thinking of how they can strategically use sustainability within their everyday management of of, of cash um, and supporting the overall direction of a corporation. That's great, thanks very much. Given that this is an evolving topic, who or what is driving change in this area? The change is coming from multiple areas. The question will be where are you located because the impact will be felt very differently. Now, if you're operating in the EU and increasingly the UK, what's driving change is regulation, it's FSFDR, if you're located in mainland Europe, and it's going to be TCFD if you're operating in the UK. But regulation is not felt equally. In the US, there is certainly a lack of regulation promoting responsible investment themes, even though in the Biden administration, there have been early signals that they are interested in taking a more proactive, positive stance in, in driving sustainability changes. In Asia and Australasia, there's an unequal amount of support for responsible investment and corporate activity in this space. So it's unequal and we have to generalize. But given our location today um, in the UK, where there's, of course, a strong commitment towards sustainability, green financing, um, as well as the UK government's commitment to net zero, it's clear the direction of travel for many countries is towards sustainability, in particular around areas of climate adaptation and mitigation. 
the other area to be thinking about is the awareness of issues like climate risk that have gained popular parlance because of David Attenborough, Greta Thunberg, all of whom have helped to raise awareness that actually there is a climate emergency ahead of us. And if we're to tackle these challenges, we've got to do it now, make hard choices. And I touched on before the importance of reputation. Reputation is clearly important for everybody. When you can go from hero to zero very quickly, it's very important that you do everything possible to manage your reputation for investors and corporates alike. This is absolutely critical. And then the last is probably COVID-19. I know we want to be forgetting about it as quickly as possible. The reality is it's going to continue defining uh, the investor landscape and government activity for years to come. So what has COVID meant for, for us and sustainability? Well, it's risen up the agenda, of course, and what it means is sustainability has a greater purpose than ever before. It's not just seen as a nice to have, but it's a must have. Could you explain what the UNPRI is and what role it plays in promoting responsible investment? The UNPRI, or PRI as it's more commonly known, is an initiative established in 2006 to promote sustainable and responsible investment. And at the time, it was greatly needed. The awareness of ESG issues was there, but building consensus behind integrating it into the investment decision-making process was absolutely critical. The, the PRI itself has six principles that it asks investors to support. The key ones are the integration of ESG factors into the investment decision-making process. The second is the engagement on ESG issues with issuers. And the third is promoting transparency and disclosure, both of investors and for corporates as well. Now, it should be said that the PRI is not promoting divestment. It's not promoting ethical investment. It is promoting responsible investment. Now, responsible investment, we didn't actually cover off at the start in much detail, but it is not about taking a moral stance. It is about appropriately applying sustainability factors and valuing them, quantifying them. And if you can quantify and value sustainability, then it should mean that you're better able to identify the issuers that are potentially risky and where you may need to take a proactive investment stance. Great, thanks very much for that. And moving on to the next question. What is the significance of new standards and regulations such as the EU's Sustainable Finance Disclosure Regulation? The EU's SFDR rules have an important impact on the European investor community. And it means that we're going to be held more accountable for the decisions that we're making when building our clients' portfolios. We're having to disclose what we put in to their portfolios and why and what the sustainability risks are. And that accountability is going to mean that there has to be a greater dialogue between issuers and investors on sustainability. We're not expected to avoid sectors. We're not expected to divest. But if there is a company 
with potentially environmental or social issues, we have a responsibility to have a dialogue, to discuss these issues and make sure we have an understanding of what the company is doing to mitigate the potential negative externalities of their behavior. Another interesting dynamic with the EU's rules is the movement towards standardization. I mentioned earlier ESG ratings. Insight's got its own, so do other investors, and there are plenty of off-the-shelf ESG ratings as well. The EU's concern is that there is not enough standardization. And the lack of standardization for reporting purposes is problematic. If you want to compare two portfolios, you cannot do it at the moment because one's ESG methodology is different to another. But with the EU's rules promoting standardization, that hopes to change the ability of investors to compare accurately portfolios. The objective behind SFDR is to reorient capital in favor of more environmentally friendly business activities. And they've said that within the policy documents available on their website. But short of actually requesting the allocation of capital, they believe that more accountability and standardization will help to deliver that change. If we're being held accountable for having an oil and gas major in a portfolio, it should mean that we have to document what those risks are, how we're engaging with a company, and explain what the potential impact might be for a client in the short and long term. So for the last question, um, there are various market drivers shaping this area at the moment. Which ones are the most important and why? We've already touched today on SFDR, so I'm not going to bore your listeners with talking about it anymore. But I do want to emphasize it is driving the market. It's creating substantial change and it's a huge challenge for investors. Indeed, uh, when I talk to my peers in other firms, this is what they're talking about as well. It's how we can meet the responsibilities to disclose ESG performance across the criteria that the EU is setting out. So this is an area driving huge change. And it's a change not for um, the sense of disclosure in, it, in, in, in that very narrow view. It is also the management of data, the infrastructure for supporting portfolio reporting and doing that on a customized level. So it's creating substantial change for investors and it's requiring a strong management of processes um, around ESG issues, which for many is, is not a, a core part of, of, of their operational setup. And it should be said there are clearly other drivers in other areas. There's one area which I believe is very important for Treasury departments to be thinking about and which is driving change for the industry and we note that it also changes the um, activities for certain departments. And that is um, the development of impact bonds, or if you are a, a government official, green gilts. These are essentially financial instruments that aim to align financial activity and borrowing needs with sustainability needs. I think many podcast listeners will be aware of impact bonds, but very briefly, they are a conventional bond where the use of proceeds are carved out to invest in specific projects which might have an environmental or social purpose. 
And that's increasingly relevant for us as an investor because we have clients expecting us to allocate a small percentage of their portfolio towards green bonds. However, we face challenges. The big challenge is there are not enough green bonds. And so we face challenges in finding enough opportunities to invest. And in some cases, one has to pay a premium to purchase these green bonds. And that's an incentive for, for more treasury teams to be thinking about. Um, there is strong evidence that a green bond issued by a treasury department may create opportunities to borrow at a lower rate than a non-green bond. And that financial, financial incentive should be one that is explored in more detail by treasury teams. Another area to be thinking about is other asset classes. Responsible investment has historically focused on equities and more recently corporate bonds. But what we're starting to see across the responsible investment landscape is every asset class is now expected to have a process where ESG factors are incorporated into the investment decision-making process. And so what you're finding is secured finance or structured finance and, and loans are areas where investors are looking to apply sustainability factors and engage directly with issuers on these themes. That's a huge opportunity for treasury departments who may be involved in these areas. Um, it could be, for example, cash or uh, money markets where there is a great opportunity to uh, fund operations in a sustainable manner. And if you are involved in the structured finance industry, there is a huge opportunity to introduce potentially green instruments, but also just to generally disclose to investors what your activities are and how that might be compatible with investors' own sustainability obligations. So responsible investment is something that treasury teams should be spending a lot of time thinking about. They should be engaging directly with investors because it doesn't just impact investors, it impacts treasury teams and corporations too. Thanks so much for your time, Joshua. I think that's been really informative. Thank you, Rebecca, for the opportunity to speak to you today. Thanks to Joshua Kendall at Insight Investment for giving us this informative overview of responsible investing and what it means for treasurers. The next podcast in this series will focus on how treasurers can pin down their goals, set KPIs and develop a responsible investment policy. Thank you for listening to this podcast brought to you by Treasury Today and BMY Mellon. Don't forget to subscribe so you can keep an eye out for new episodes wherever you get your podcasts.